0: Welcome to Clear the Clutter. My name is Margaret and this podcast is where I give you practical and spiritual advice to get your time back so you can finally spend it how you really want. Hello, hello. Welcome back to episode number 33. Um, This episode is special one in my heart because first off it's the first episode that I've released in 2021 so that's exciting the other reason why this one is super special to me is because it is a secret launch so I was reading actually this email I think it was for like an eco-friendly soap um I don't know maybe like a week two weeks ago and it was like shh secret launch in the email subject line and I'm like oh my god that's so cute I love that I can't wait to use that well even though I'm not officially using it yet, I reserve the right to use it in the future. Um, I'm gonna use it because I just thought it was so cool. So if you do not subscribe to the newsletter, um, I'm going to say like for shame. <laughs> you totally should subscribe to the newsletter because I and I have said this forever. Um, yes, I will eventually get back on social media. I actually in the hiatus that I took. Um, have tons and tons and tons of ideas and quotes and journal prompts and all of that for you. So it's sitting there in my Evernote, busting at the seams, digitally speaking, <laughs> and ready to go for you. Um, I just have to work and get some graphics done so that I can match up the graphics to all of this uh, pre-written text that just kind of, kind of came pouring out of me over the last couple of months. But um, if you don't subscribe to the newsletter, then you haven't seen probably the most scariest email that I have ever sent out and I've been blogging on and off when my heart called on me probably since god I think it was 21 22 maybe and I just turned 32 this year so a hot minute for sure let's put it that way um And it was actually really weird because last year on my birthday, I released a birthday podcast episode and I was kind of bummed that the timing of everything didn't let me release a birthday episode. So the fact that I've got this episode out, the fact that I have a secret launch going on just has me all sorts of excited. Um, And to be honest, I just really missed talking to you guys. I know, especially if you're listening to this live or air quotes live, you know, within the last, within six months of it coming out, this has been a hell of a time um, dealing with COVID, dealing with people that have gotten it, um, dealing with people that still haven't gotten it. Um, I am one of the few people actually in my immediate family living living in my part of Florida right now out of the four people. So my husband, Ben, my mom, and my dad, and me out of the four of us, I'm the only one that has not gotten COVID yet. So that has been intense my husband went through it first then afterwards right after literally like the day after my birthday my parents both got it and I mean thank god they kind of got it together so they could quarantine and be miserable together um I was very lucky with both my husband and my parents that even though it was serious it wasn't to the point where either anyone had to go to the hospital. So there's just been so much going on. You've got COVID going on. You've got um, elections going on, regardless of how you feel about them. You have people having conversations about race where, I don't know, again, another thing if you guys don't know, I'm Hispanic. I'm Puerto Rican and Dominican. um, And then if you don't know any Puerto Ricans, it's kind of a funny joke because um, pretty much most people are like, well, Puerto Ricans and Dominicans don't mix. And I happen to be literally a mix. So I think it's kind of hilarious. But um. It's just one of those things, like, we've been having so many race conversations in the United States, and I know more people listen than just in the United States, but we've been having so many of those conversations here, and even personally, I've been having so many more of these conversations. I never used to have this level of a conversation, um... With anyone that wasn't in my close circle. So, to have this conversation of what's okay, what's not okay, how um, to make other people feel seen and feel heard that are a minority, especially having it at work with people that aren't a minority, it's just been interesting and intense. So, with all of that going on, I just wanted to do something, I guess, normal. And I just missed you. I missed you. I missed you. I missed you. So, that's what. I've redone this intro probably about two or three times. I always like to pull behind the curtain because I don't believe that there should be a curtain between you and me. (laughs) Um, But I swear I've done this intro probably about two or three times. And every single time either Holly or Demon likes to chime in in the background. So this is the probably cleanest cut since the last one. Um, My husband walked in from being outside and Demon about barked his little head his head off so we're gonna keep holly in the background so if you hear her breathing it's only me and holly in the room and she just wants to say hi and be recorded apparently um (laughs) but i want to tell you about my secret launch and that's what kind of kicked me in the gear so again if you haven't been if you have not signed up for the newsletter i'm gonna again and again and again tell you go sign up for the newsletter and here's why i am super expressive, I'm super open on the podcast, but I go way deeper um, on my email newsletter. Um, You might not know this, but I am actually a really, really big introvert. Um, I (laughs) easily could spend two, three, four weeks by myself as long as I had my my husband, I guess, but he doesn't count, you know? Husbands don't count, they count, but they don't count. You know, but I could spend time by myself with my dogs and quiet reading, gardening, whatevering, and be a happy camper and not have to interact with people. So when I send stuff out, because probably since I've been doing this for so long and like I've done this before Facebook was a thing, like, oh my God, I'm gonna date myself, but whatever. I remember when Facebook existed. I remember when you had to get an invite from someone and you also had to have a college email address. So depending on how old you are, you might not know that, but like I remember life before Facebook. So because of that and i've had an email newsletter for so many years it just feels a lot more safe and comfortable for me to be super open and transparent on the newsletter and as much as i would like it i can't always record a podcast episode because sometimes the house is just too rambunctious or i'm overthinking it or whatever the scenario is so i will go into a lot more behind the scenes stuff or you know personal things in the newsletter And if you haven't read the newsletter, basically what I ended up doing is the other day I sent out um, probably the most, I don't want to call it exposed, I don't know what the word is. I sent out an email that told a story I have never told anyone that wasn't a friend. Obviously family knows so they don't count. But like outside of my friends, I have never told the complete story from start to finish of what happened before I broke my arm, how I broke my arm, and what that did to me on not just the physical level, but on an emotional and mental level. Um, So if you... Having gotten the newsletter, I would definitely, like I said, sign up for it. But you can also go read my story. It's at margaretstevens.co backslash $1,000 a month club with USANA. And you may be wondering, well, cool, Margaret, we've missed you. And I've missed you. And you're quirky. And your dogs are cute. But why do I care about why you broke your arm? Well, this is why. I had a freaking, okay, so let me go back so I don't AD on you. I was driving home from work one day and i decided to be like the super perfect awesome employee and stay like 20 minutes late so that i could get some emails done and i'm like oh, and i used to work in downtown clearwater at the time and i was like okay cool well if i stay an extra 20 something minutes i'll basically miss rush hour you know a good portion of rush hour traffic i'll be in the tail end of it so i can just kind of cruise and take this super calm drive home versus having to fight with everyone on us 19 in florida And so I was like, okay, cool, I'll do that. Waited, blah, blah, blah. Um, And then I left like, I don't know, 20-something minutes later than I normally would have. Well, I'm driving home from work and I, at the time, had a sports car. I had a 350Z. It was blue. I loved it. I missed it. I miss it. It's probably still one of my favorite cars to this day. But I'm driving home from work, had the car for like, I don't know, I think Ben and I had it for like six years, maybe at that point. Um, And all of a sudden, this couple... Pulls out in front of me, and they're an older couple, and you can tell that they're going to the early bird dinner special. They pull out in front of me, and I think like a Cadillac or something like that, and they apparently freak out and just stop in the middle of the road. And mind you, as I'm driving home, it's a two lane road. I'm driving home, I'm going fast, let's put it that way. Uh, I was going the legal speed limit, (laughs) but I'm driving home, I'm going fast, and all of a sudden, this freaking couple just pulls out in front of me and then just freaks out and stops in the middle of the road. And I can say that they stopped in the middle of the road with 100% certainty because I had over 40 feet of skid marks trying to figure out how to avoid them. And when I crashed into them, I literally had my hand on the horn, blasting the freaking horn like a crazy New Yorker I'm blah, blasting the horn, hoping that they'll either fucking move or drive forward or reverse or do something so I don't fucking hit them and you can see my skid pattern of me not only slamming on my brakes but sliding across this two-lane road before I'm doing everything trying to not hit them and I end up hitting them anyway. I t-boned their front driver wheel with my car and my hand was on the horn and I didn't realize I had broken my arm until I got to the hospital because nothing actually... Not to be graphic, but nothing popped out. My arm was like 15 times the size and it was my right arm because, you know, I'm right handed and that's the arm on the horn. Um, the saving grace was, thank God my arm and my hand were on the horn because I was a dumbass and I wasn't wearing my seatbelt. So that is, according to the people that responded to the accident, that's the only thing that, because of how f- hard and how fast I hit, that's the only thing that kept me from flying out of the car. And then on top of it, the engine in my car, because again, the impact was so intense and because I freaking hit a goddamn wheel and all of the components behind the wheel, the engine almost went through the car. So In the grand scheme of things, only breaking an arm, I was beyond insanely lucky. Um, But I shattered my arm. And I, you know, I, I blacked out, obviously, in the accident. And then I wake up. Shit's everywhere. Airbag's everywhere. And the first thing I do is I try and reach over with because like again nothing's bleeding nothing's popping out nothing's oozing my arm is just excruciatingly it feels like I had like sat on my arm and made it go numb for like a year so that I have this crazy throbbing but I can't tell that anything's broken yet and of course I just got out you know I just woke up from the accident so I'm not thinking clearly duh and so I go and I try and reach with my right hand to grab my cell phone which was in the passenger seat and I really can't grab it and so I reach over grab it with my left hand the first thing I do is I call my husband and I'm like I hit someone he's like what do you mean are you okay are they okay who did you hit and I'm like no 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 I hit someone with my car I hit another car and that was when I'm pretty sure Ben was still teaching welding in um I want to say it was like Ocala or something like that but he was a good Almost two hours away from me because I was still in downtown Dunedin, which was probably a good 30, 35 minutes, maybe 40 minutes, depending on traffic from where we lived. And his job at the time when he was welding was about almost an hour north of where we lived. So, of course, I call him and I'm freaking out. He's, you know, telling me what to do or whatever. And I'm like, okay. And he's like hanging up and he's like, call, you know, call the moms and dads because thank God both of our parents lived Within a 10-minute drive of our house, so I'm like, okay, I'm like, I'll call my parents. Can you call your parents? And we're trying to coordinate all this shit. And mind you, I'm still like, I had just gotten out of the car. I'm shaking, life relief. My arm is killing me. Um, and of course, everyone that saw the accident stops, and no one thinks to check on me, which is horrible. So everyone's checking on this older couple because they're obviously like clearly old, you know, not to be ageist, but they're like old old. Um, And they're like, oh my God, are you okay? And no, and because I'm not bleeding, I'm not gushing, I'm not doing anything, I'm not wailing, you know, no one's paying attention to me. So after I do that, I call my mom and I'm like, oh my God, I've been in a car accident. I'm at blah, 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 blah. Come come here, Ben's on his way, but he's in welding school tonight. I'm like, call Bill and Penny, which is uh, my husband's parents. And she's like, okay. And my dad has only been on time to two things in my entire life. He was on time for my wedding. When Ben and I got married at 19, and it's because he sat in the car and cried for about an hour and a half before we had to leave. And the only other time my dad showed up to anything early slash on time was the accident. My dad were again, we were about 30 35 minutes away from where my my parents lived to where my accident was. My parents got there in like 12 freaking minutes. So God knows how many rules they broke. Um, but my mom, my mom and dad were able to get to me because they were the closest to me. Um. And so as they're driving, I get off, I call 911, I'm like, I've been in a car accident, blah, 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 blah. And they're making me stay on the phone with them until the paramedics come. The paramedics come, um, and I, by this point, I'm on the side of the road. Someone checks on me, they're like, Are you okay? And I'm like, Yeah, I just can't stop shaking. And they're like, you know, are you bleeding? I'm like, no, I'm not bleeding. I just I can't stop shaking. And they're like, okay, well, why don't you just sit down? And so I sit down and then the paramedics show up um a group dispatches to the older couple and then this thank god thank god for this paramedic because this young guy looks over and looks at me and he can see because again i'm not conscious of it yet but he can see my arm's probably about four maybe six times the size of what it should be and so he comes over to me and he starts to touch my arm and check my pulse and all that and that's when i realize oh fuck something's wrong with my arm because it should not hurt this much and so they end up saying well we're gonna have to take you to the hospital something's clearly wrong um by then my parents had gotten to me so my dad's dealing with the car and talking to Ben and trying to calm him down which is totally not working because he couldn't get to me still um my mom's with me and sorry I get emotional about this but I get loaded into the ambulance my dad decides that he's gonna stay with the car for a couple a little bit until someone can come get it and take care of that because mom's with me um, I get into the ambulance mom you know is relaying everything because I can't do shit by then they've hooked me up to a morphine drip, So thank freaking god because I was in agony um and the first thing I do because I was in a blind panic I'm like text my job and text my bosses I don't want to lose my job at that time I was the majority of the breadwinner for the household and looking back and this is why I want to cry when I say this looking back realizing that that was like my first real thought is there goes holly trying to lighten the mood (laughs) but realizing that it's horrifying it's absolutely horrifying that in the middle of a car accident i haven't even left the fucking scene yet and i'm terrified i'm gonna lose my goddamn job for something i didn't even cause or do and has nothing related to my job but oh no i'm afraid i'm gonna lose my fucking job so My mom goes, and I was working for a software company at the time, and I had two VPs I was working for directly. And so my mom does a group text to both of them and sends out, hey, you know, this is Maggie's mom. She's been in a car accident, blah, 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 We're on the way to the hospital. We'll more know when we get there. And they're like, okay, not a problem. Not, well, one of my bosses said, you know, oh my God, it's okay. Reach out to us when everything's calmed down. My other one, he was a dick. He didn't say anything. He was just like, okay. I'm like, really fucker? Okay. Not... I'm so sorry, you know, please feel better, let us know when you can, blah blah blah, nothing, just fucking okay. So they send out this text message um, and I end up getting to the hospital. Finally, because that was the closest thing for Ben to do, Ben was able to get to the hospital um, and that's the first time I saw him. And then he looks at my arm and I'm completely out of it at this point because thank God all the drugs had kicked in. Um, I meet his parents there, so everyone in there, you know, all my family is there. And they're taking care of everything and then I don't even remember most of it all I remember is talking to Ben Ben keeps going in and out just to try and calm down and take care of everything and then I real, you know then I know that they're sending me home and they're saying well you shattered your arm in a bunch of places and we can't get you into surgery surgery for six days and I again didn't realize I had oh my god like, oh, okay cool I broke my arm not cool but cool I broke my arm this sucks but I didn't realize how bad it was until you know a couple of days later so we get home the hoopla's all done you know done whatever Ben's continue to help me take pain medication um because again what I didn't realize at the time is I had if you look at your right arm like right now as long as you're not driving duh look down at your right arm basically the bottom part of my palm was completely shattered my wrist bones which is actually how you turn your hand those were disintegrated into eggshell dust according to my surgeon and then my forearm split down a good maybe almost third of the way so my arm was severely fucked up and needless to say uh I needed to have surgery to fix everything so um you know Again, the next thing I'm freaking out about is, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, I have to be out of work for this long. I have to get out, I have to go into surgery and then I have to stay home for another week and all of that. Oh my God, I'm going to lose my job, I'm going to lose my job, I'm going to lose my job. So Ben's dealing with my bosses back and forth, which again, they were like, okay, not a problem. We'll let you take two weeks unpaid and not fire your ass. I'm like, oh great, thanks fuckers. Um, And so I go into surgery and I'm, I'm so naive. I was thinking that when I went into surgery, they're going to go in, they're going to do some stuff. And mind you, I had been there like pre, the pre-op appointment. But apparently, I just didn't get it. I was thinking that they're going to go in there and they're going to do some stuff. And worst case scenario, I might have a rod in my arm permanently. Okay, not a problem, right? You know, I can tough it out. I can move on, blah, 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 blah in reality I come out and I wake up and the first thing obviously I do is I ask for Ben but when I wake up and I look at my arm this whole thing is bandaged like a freaking mummy but what I see is I see these two things sticking out of my arm and I'm like what the fuck is that and I had the only thing I can describe it is like basically they vice clamped my arm in place um I had two rods drilled and I still have the scars on my arm in my hand today so if you ever see me in person you'll see the scars I mean they're not crazy noticeable but like they're there I had two rods in my hand and I had two rods in my forearm and they had a drill into my bones with like a freaking drill, like a legit drill, put rods in there. And then they put a stabilizing rod across the two to hold everything in place to basically vice clamp my arm in place. And again, I woke up, cried, horrified. I'm like, oh my God, needless to say, and I go into more detail, um, on my website like I give the whole story I give the pre-story I give the post during story and the post story but basically I ended up having to have two surgeries because after my initial surgery um I did months of physical therapy if it wasn't for my freaking physical therapist I don't think I would be able to do half the shit I can still do today it was because of him and the things he taught me that my hand is what it is it's you know 90% of the way back to what it was so I can't complain you know I'm so, so beyond grateful. But throughout all of this, basically I keep coming back to over and over again, oh my God, I'm going to lose my job. Oh my God, I'm going to lose my job. Oh my God, I'm going to lose my job. And it was out of everything I've gone through the most stressful thing I've ever done only because in the entire scenario I never had any control and it's not oh well Maggie you're a control freak it has nothing to do with me being a control freak no matter what I did I couldn't influence the outcome so I couldn't work harder because every time I tried working harder with my physical therapist I would slide backwards and my arm would seize Um, the second surgery I ended up having to have was they had to put me under because I had so much scar tissue and shmoo I I don't remember the technical term but I had so much shmoo on my tendons and my bones that it was actually fusing everything together and it was freezing my arm in place like I had this um god I guess like arm stretcher if you want to call it where it was a boot that you put your arm in so if you put your arm as if you're sitting on a table and you're it's at a 90 degree angle my arm's in this boot and there was this pad against my hand and I would have to turn a knob so it would dial my hand so that I could put my palm up because everything was so frozen in place because I had been in that stupid vice clamp thing for so long um So I had crazy physical therapy issues. I had that stupid arm thing. Every time I tried pushing it, my arm would freeze even worse. Um, I was worried about my job, and it was insanely stressful. And mind you, I've gone through stressful shit since then, and we'd even had gone through stressful shit with my husband. You know, not that it was on me, but I had never had it where something I did that wasn't related to my job literally could get me fired, and it was horrifying it still upsets me you know not obviously to the level it did back in the day but it, like it just clearly upsets me because I almost started crying but a, other part of it is it, it honestly it disgusts me it fucking disgusts me that in this day and age and I'm talking 21st century blah 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 like in this day and age people and bosses can be such asshats that they're like, oh, you got into a car accident, shattered your arm. You may not ever be able to use it again, but fuck you. We're going to figure out how to stress you out and fire you. And oh, the reason why we can't fire you is because you got a lawyer involved. Like, come the fuck on. And I don't know why I'm whispering, but apparently it just makes me feel more comfortable. But like, the fact that that is still a thing, and I don't want to be naive about this because I'm not, but like, the fact that this is a thing disgusts me. So, That's a side tangent, but that relates to what was going on. So the past, I don't know, maybe three or four weeks-ish, I've been talking with my girlfriends on and off, two in particular, and we've been talking about, like, money and um, opportunity and freedom and the ability to choose and how that pandemic has changed that, you know, and both my girlfriends live drastically different lives, but we came between the three of us we kept coming back to this thing over and over and over again and what it was was choice and I don't want to single out the men that are listening because I deeply appreciate you obviously you're woke as fuck if you're listening to me (laughs) you know I always joke my husband's super woke because you know that's just who I am and it rubbed off on him but you know as women we are not encouraged as young children or young ladies or even older fucking ladies for that point. We're not encouraged in any point in our life to go to a trade school. We're not encouraged to have any versions of a tangible skill that we can turn on and off to get us out of a jam. We're not encouraged to do anything other than grow up look pretty have babies oh and by the way if you do grow up look pretty and have babies we're still going to figure out how to penalize you so if you have babies cool you're supposed to be this amazing stay-at-home mom that bakes gluten-free nut-free blah 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 whatever the latest craze is free cookies and brownies but yet and volunteer and pta but yet you're never allowed to take time off work And you're supposed to be this amazing employee and you're supposed to know all about work life balance, but you're never allowed to take time off work and 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 a lot of it when we were talking, just always came back to choice. And I was thinking about, I don't know what triggered it, but I was thinking about the accident, I was thinking about how. Even though my husband was a welding teacher at that time and I had a college degree and I was working in IT and I thought I had made it, I was like, oh my God, I put myself in this box that if something happened, because it had with my arm, if something happens and I can't work, I'm fucked. (laughs) You know, it has nothing to do with my husband. He did everything. He supported us emotionally, financially, spiritually, all of that. So I don't want to take any of that away from him. But my version of the contribution to this Like I was fucked. I was so fucked. I'm thinking oh my god there goes my career because if I'm at that time I was I just graduated with my bachelor's in IT project management and again I'm in the IT industry and I'm IT that can't fucking type. I'm like great I'm gonna have to figure out how to type one-handed or whatever and I'm like there goes my career. You know I was just over stressing everything but a lot of it came back to the fact that I had no other options, I had no abilities to do something on the side and turn on income and then turn it off if I didn't need to, or maybe work a little harder here and turn something on and then turn it off. And it's crazy. and Maybe it's just because of the pandemic and how I'm seeing it affect so many women right now. I feel like that's the same thing again. This is your gals' version of broken armness you're forced in a scenario where you have no fucking choice, majority of you. You have to play by some crazy fucked up rules that don't make any sense. And you're like, okay, but I'm willing to work hard. Doesn't matter. But I'm willing to go above and beyond. Doesn't matter. I'm willing to try and learn and read and grow and YouTube and whatever. Nope, doesn't matter. We're still going to fuck with you and penalize you. And the thought of that and how it is affecting women in particular, you know, and and I shouldn't say women, maybe caregivers, you know, caregivers or females or, you know, there's, yes, there's men. I don't want to say that there isn't, but like a good chunk of us are women that are being affected to this extent. And the fact that it's affecting us, you know, collectively like this, it just, maybe that's what triggered it, but it just pisses me off. And I was talking about this with my girlfriends. I'm like, well, you know, I finally feel comfortable and ready. I'm ready to come out of my shell and go back to podcasting back to, um, there's a course I created that isn't live yet. Um, I'm still working on physically uploading everything into my website, but I'm like, you know, I wanna upload the course. I wanna do this, I wanna do that. And they're like, oh, Maggie, you should, you know, you've been talking our ears off for the last seven months. People need to hear this stuff. People need to learn how to think differently and at least feel like they have options and choices. So i'm thinking about and i'm thinking about it and i'm like you know what i'm gonna open up my thousand dollar a month club and the intention behind it is yes i am fully endorsing the fact that i partner with a product company to do this because i don't think that everyone is destined or desires to create courses build an audience from scratch sell to them and that's how they want to make their money some people love it some people don't want to do that um but during all of this, I'm thinking, okay, I've had this idea to open up the $1,000 a month club um, and I actually have a secret training that maybe I'll release one day. Um, I did it years ago. I was in, where was I? I was in Utah at a USANA convention um, and I had some crazy layover between when I could leave Utah and when I could um, get on the plane. And so I recorded, I think it's like, I don't know, maybe 45 minutes maybe an hour and 45 minutes. Um, But I recorded this training and I called it the thousand dollar a month club. And the intention about the training was to teach women again, in particular, different things that they could do so that they could figure out how to bring in an extra thousand dollar a month. Because I deeply, deeply fucking believe that if you could figure out how to bring in an extra thousand dollar a month, that can change your life and I don't mean in the sense of like the monetary part of it you know um and I say this in the on on my website but like at one point that thousand dollars a month was like half of our income so if I could have figured out back then how to recreate that it would have literally doubled our you know well, ones and a half so whatever I can't do math off the top of my head but it would have taken our income from $2,000 to $3,000, which would have been a fuck ton of money increase. And even now, now that I'm past that point in my life, if some rando came up to me and said, Hey, I'll offer you $1,000 a month, hell or high water for the next whatever, all you have to do is say yes. I'd be like, Okay, like I'm never going to turn down an extra thousand. It doesn't matter what my income level is at. So when I say the $1,000 a month club, it is a placeholder to basically teach women how to have a marketable skill that they can turn on and they can start making a extra $200 a month, $300 a month, $500 a month, $1,000 a month. I would love that like the whole goal would be to like, okay, what can we do to get you to that $1,000 a month? But I don't want to feel like, oh, you have to be $1,000 or nothing. It's a symbol. It's a, a goal because My thing is once you can figure out how to make that $1,000 a month, then you can take it and you can scale. So say you're like, well, fuck it. I want to make $2,000 a month. You already have the skills, the mechanisms, the trainings, the customer base, the products, the everything behind you. And most of all, the confidence. You actually have the motherfucking confidence of I'm a goddamn, you know, queen fucking me I know how to make a thousand dollars a month I'm not doing it at my bullshit job or even the job I love I'm doing it on the side and I still can fucking do this shit so when you have that level of confidence you can scale and then And again, I'll probably talk about this in a later email. But when I was doing the journaling behind the intention of the course, because I never wanted to release a course where it felt like people were just a number of, oh, look at USANA and join USANA with me and you could be a number. No, I intend to keep this very, very small. So anyone that is interested in it know that this is going to be a very small um, opening in my life because a lot of it partially is a lot of it is. I'm giving a lot of my energy and to make sure that whoever is working with me gets the best of my energy. I won't be great if I dilute myself and I'm teaching 60 people how to do this. I'm not going to, I'm not going to do that. I don't have, to my point, I don't have the skill set to teach 60 of you at one time how to do this, but I can teach five. I can teach 10. I can maybe figure out how to teach 15 at most. You know, I can teach you women and men, because I see you, men. I see you. But I can teach you how to make in a consistent, reoccurring thousand dollars a month so that you have motherfucking options. So that if the shit hits the fan, you're not like, oh fuck, what do I do? If something good comes in your life but you need money to get there you're not like oh fuck well there goes that opportunity because I'm too fucking broke or say you want to put money in savings you can do that say you want to pay down debt you can do that say you want to save up for your first fucking house you can do that say you just want to have more abundance in your life you can do that a lot of it goes back to I, I'm stuck on that number $1,000 because if you can do that you can do anything and I will say it over and over again if you can do that you can do anything if you can do that you can do anything you can scale up you can duple du- <laughs> duple you can duplicate you can triplicate you can quad whatever like you know that's up to you but if $1,000 feels too intimidating or crazy Then fuck it. Say, I just want to make a reoccurring $300 a month. You know, I want whatever that number is. I'm with the intention of a thousand, but I want you to feel good and kind of have it light you up of like, yeah, like I can do that. I have no clue how, but I can do that. So all of this is going through my head the pandemic, the lack of choice, how women and people that have families are being penalized right now, how I am so, and I'm such a dork, but like I cry all the time because I'm so fucking grateful of where I am in my life. I have my health. My husband's healthy. We have our home. We have nine fucking acres, which I didn't think we would have achieved this soon. Um, We're looking at putting a building on the property. I have my babies. All my babies are healthy and well taken care of um I can afford really nice things now consistently without having to scrimp and save and you know work every fucking coupon known to man I am so in so many ways my family's safe no one has died that I you know that's in my family from COVID I am so 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 beyond blessed of where I am in my life and I don't take that lightly because I and I'm I'm gonna cry sorry I remember when we had $100 left in the account And that will also, mind you, also Had to include groceries and gas for the fucking week I remember when shit was tight And we used to argue a lot more, my husband and I Because we were just stressed the fuck out And we were trying to figure out how to take a dollar And stretch it into $10 I remember having to rely on student loans sometimes To pay for groceries because we were just so fucking broke I remember working with shitty fucking jobs and shitty fucking bosses because I had no other goddamn options and I didn't trust myself. I didn't have a coach at the time that could teach me to rely on myself. I didn't have a coach that was willing, you know, cause it's not like I didn't have people in my life. Like my parents have always been crazy supportive. um, And I don't know if I've said this in the past or not, but I've known my husband since we were in fifth grade. We started dating in our junior year of high school, but I've known him a really long time. So like, therefore that means I've known his mom a really long time. So to know Ben's mother and to have such a close relationship with his mom and his dad since I was 16 years old... I don't want it to come across that like I never had support. I had a ton of love and support in my life from my husband, from my parents, from my husband's parents, which I call mom and dad 2.0, like so much love and support. But no one in any part of our family could do that. They no one could say like, okay, well, this is how you give yourself freedom. This is how you give yourself stability. This is how you give yourself breathing room. This is how you don't literally leave. Oh, my God. At one point in my life, I left one job. I worked at a God, what was it? A DME medical company as a uh, pharmacy technician. I was doing prescriptions, so I wasn't physically working with the medicine. I was doing the medical like billing side of it. I was a pharmacy technician. I left that job to go work at United Healthcare, which technically was about 10 minutes closer, but you want to know why? I left that job because I was hoping to go work for WellCare at one point, which meant I would have gone from eleven fifty an hour to $12.50 an hour, woohoo, even though the commute would have been further. But I left one job to go to the other because the healthcare benefits were slightly better, and I could have gotten a 10 cents fucking raise. Like, 10 cents 10 fucking cents but that 10 cents would have made such a big difference in the fact that it was slightly closer and the fact that i had slightly better insurance and therefore even though it cost a little bit less you know wouldn't cost us more on the back end i've been through all of that and even though we had tons of support in our lives no one could tell us or teach us or show us hey here's how you scale your income because as much as you can be smart and be college educated and do this and do that and have great positive energy and work and be a light-hearted good person and have good karma and donate where you could or you know taking this or do that no matter any of that no matter how amazing of a person you are if you don't have money none of it fucking matters and I don't want to say it doesn't matter that like Oh, we should just be all evil dickwads. No, none of it matters in the sense that it's gonna get you out of a jam. Being nice doesn't get you out of a jam. Money does. Being, you know, a kind-hearted person doesn't get you out of a jam. Fucking money does. Having money, like, okay, so here's a prime example having money means you can buy your own home which means regardless of what that home is whether it's a teeny tiny studio apartment or if it's a house or eventually like Ben and I and that's your goal you want to go from one house to the other and have nine acres whatever whatever that means to you for you to be able to buy your fucking home that means you have to have a good credit score how do you have a good credit score that means you can't have 30 40 50 fucking thousand dollars of medical debt because that'll drag your credit score down even if you're paying for it oh that's we're gonna fucking crush you anyway that means you have to be able to pay off your credit cards and keep no more than 30% on them even though you'll have a crazy limit doesn't matter you have to have this crazy low debt ratio because if you don't you won't have a good credit score if you don't have a good credit score you have to have an insane amount of money to put down to qualify for that house and why do I care about the house in this analogy or this scenario whatever the reason why I do is because that gives you fucking freedom if you own your own home regardless again of what that home is but if you own it and it is yours and your fucking name is on that fucking mortgage sorry i'm excited i'm not cursing to be mad i'm cursing to be excited but if your name is on that mother freaking mortgage then that means no one can kick you out You can paint the color of the house, whatever you want. You have something that is yours. So if your neighbors don't like you, boo fucking who? Sorry. (laughs) If, you know, whatever the scenario is, it doesn't matter. No one can kick you out. No one can be like, well, you know what? We have decided to take this rental property and sell it because it's a good time in the market. And we'll make 20% on our return. So by the way, we're going to break your lease and you're going to be homeless in 45 days. No one can fucking do that to you because you own your fucking home. But the only way you're going to be able to do that is if you have money. So when I go back to it doesn't matter how good or an amazing of a person you are, if you don't have money, none of it matters. And that's what I mean. Money is a way to take care of yourself. It's a way to take care of your family, which I've always been willing to do whatever the fuck it takes to take care of my family. You know, same thing for my husband. It's a way for you to take care of yourself on other levels too. So maybe, and you know, and I use this example, I think like one of my emails or whatever, but like, you know, there was times where we used to put off going to the doctor because we didn't have the money, even though we had insurance, we didn't have the money to pay for the things that came after the insurance. So money gives you choice money gives you freedom money gives you opportunity money gives you security that if shit hits the fan you can say go fuck yourself you know money gives you the opportunity which i've done for the past couple years um you know and i know ben does his own version of it but i've been able to donate to um american public media which is an independent news broadcast because i listen to probably 15 20 hours of their content a week and i just i believe that they deserve to be paid money gives you the choice to donate to charities so one of the charities that i donate to is the florida mastiff rescue society uh ben and i have two mastiffs currently and they're my babies i love them i love them more than anything and to know that we can donate money to make sure that other masks mastiffs are rescued just like ours is just lights me up like a christmas tree um we have enough money that Every month, I'm able, because I'm so fucking grateful, I'm able to donate money to, um, I think it's water.org, where they build water wells and they give water loans to people. Mind you, I was reading the email the other day and I, like, I just started bawling because it broke my heart. They give loans to people in places like Kenya and and third world parts of the country so that within two to three years people can pay back a $140 loan so they can have water coming out of their house. And I'm thinking oh my god these people are so freaking poor that they have to have this charity give them a micro like legit micro loan so that they can have running water coming out of their house so that they don't get diseases so that their families can do work and go to school and do all of this and all they're asking for is 140 bucks over three years. Like I I just started crying and I'm if I talk keep talking about I'm gonna cry again. But like Money gives you the ability to take care of yourself, take care of your family, and do massive fucking good in the world. Like massive, 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 massive work in the world. And all of that is important. And I got so fired up. I wasn't planning on talking for almost 40 minutes about this, but I got so fired up about it that I had to record this podcast. I had to do this launch. And in the, like, again, if you're not in the newsletter, you need to be on the newsletter because that's where I share all the extra shit (laughs) because, God forbid, sharing on the podcast isn't enough. But, like, this launch is terrifying for me. I am a introvert by nature. So to share the story of how I broke my arm, to share how it affected me, to share all of this that I'm sharing with you, just share, 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 is not in my nature, but I Especially what I see going on, and the fact that so many people, not just women, but people, are put into a corner and don't have choice. I just couldn't stand by and do it anymore. I couldn't stand by knowing that I have a skill that I can teach people. And whether it is, you know, five people, 10 people, f- for the love of God, please, no more than 15, because I'm just not ready for more than that. But I could teach five, 10, 15 people. How to have the same skill that I have. You know, it just, it was like, well, Margaret, stop being fucking selfish. It doesn't matter that you're if you're uncomfortable about this. It doesn't matter that you're super shy by nature and introverted and you like to keep things private and that's a a thing for you. It doesn't matter. There's people out there that need you. And as scary as it is, I'm talking about this on the podcast. As scary as it is, I'm sending out those emails and I'm putting myself out there. As scary as it is, I wrote a whole website page dedicated to this and it just it moved me it moved me so deeply that i had to get out of my own way so that whoever it is that's out there because again if you're listening to this you're woke as fuck but like if you're listening i swear to god i can feel whoever you guys are that are going to say yes i can feel you i can feel that you're over i can feel that you're sending out a prayer out there of please for the love of god help I'm willing to do things i'm willing to see things differently i'm willing to do whatever it takes and i can feel it and it's dorky and it's emotional and it's you know makes me uncomfortable to admit it out loud but i couldn't just stand by and do nothing anymore so no matter what that feels for me knowing that i stood by and did nothing was worse so this is me doing something this is me stepping up to the plate while I'm scared and saying, you know what? I'm here to help. If you're interested in figuring out how to make an extra two, three, four, $5,000 a month and you're looking for support, I'm here to help you. I'm here to teach you. I'm here to help you grow. I'm here to answer all your questions. I'm here during the good and I'm here during the bad. And if you want more details about it, if you have any questions, um, I'm going to have the link in the show notes. So don't worry about that. But if you need it, if you want to right now, The link is marketstevensco backslash 1000 a month club with USANA. And I do want to be transparent because I do not like open-ended timelines. I'm putting a time frame on this. I'm saying, okay, whoever's going to show up, I want them to show up by February 21st, which happens to be, I think, a Sunday. Let me look at the calendar. Yes. So it happens to be a Sunday. I am putting it out there that whoever this is, is going to show up by Sunday and we're going to... Reach out, we're going to talk, we're going to work together, and we're going to start this. And that also gives me the energy and the space to say, okay, there are going to be opportunities for me to launch other things, other courses, other mini trainings, other whatever you want to call them, whatever I'm going to call them later on. But that gives me space to do that. This is not an open ended call. This is a hey, if you're ready to do something about your situation, if you're ready to do and see things differently, I'm here for you. So, with that being said because I'm almost at the hour mark uh, I'm going to let you lovely 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 people go I'm going to again for the billionth time say thank you I deeply appreciate you um I'm so beyond grateful that I could cry but I've already almost cried like three times on this podcast so let's let's keep it at that um but yeah you are loved you are valued and I'm so fucking beyond grateful for your time and your energy that I just want to give back however I can. So love you. Thank you so much. Bye guys. Have a burning question for me? Want that link I was talking about?